Hello and welcome back, my bitches, to the Real Bitch of Bravo podcast with yours truly, G. Hey Wiley, the Real Bitch of Bravo, bitching about all things Bravo and getting as much tea as humanly possible. Now, who's ready to do some real bitching? Hello and welcome back, you guys, to the Real Bitch of Bravo. Guys, this woman, you can already see her on the screen, but this woman is a legend when it comes to Bravo. It is, I'm so fortunate and so lucky and so grateful that I can call her my friend and that she's just been there for me on so many levels. I can't even like just on your feed alone. I like just love, love, love this woman. Theta Souza, who has the Instagram account your moms are watching, is all things Bravo, you guys. Like, she's just a Bravo legend, and I have her on to bitch with me on The Real Bitch of Bravo. Thea, first and foremost, I asked you this pre-pod. How are you feeling? Let everybody finally know, because they constantly are asking you all the time. I know that you, um, you know, haven't been feeling so well as of late um, or prior to, like, a few months ago, and um, just want to get all of that out of the way before we start bitching about Bravo. Um, about your health status and all that. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. You're such a light in this space. I love meeting you in person at BravoCon. That was so special. I can't even believe you like found, found, went to the wrong place and found me. Like the amount of walking that you did just to like see me was so just meant a lot to me. You brought me like a bottle of wine. So you were just the sweetest. I love how honest you are on here. And thank you so much for following me and appreciating my um, chaotic content. And I'm sorry I abandoned everybody for what, like a month and a half. <laughs> I completely abandoned during like the holidays and, and actually like a lot of huge things went down, but I just couldn't. I was really sick. So um, I'll give you an update. So I started having like kidney problems almost a year ago out of nowhere. And they, it took them this whole time to diagnose me. And I still, by the way, have not gotten a diagnosis. So I just... I'm just back because what am I going to do? Like be in bed for the next like 10 years of my life till they figure out what's wrong with me. So I just kind of like got out of bed one day. Um, it's the pain is a lot better, but I, they still don't know what's wrong. Like they think they have a, a theory, which is that it's nutcracker syndrome, which is like a compressed nerve, but they're actually not sure. I still have to go through this whole long diagnostic process because it's not that easy. You can't just look at me and go, Oh, there's that nerve. It's compressed. It, it's like a huge, it's hard to see. It's hard to find. It can be affected by your posture or whatever. So I had surgery, had breast reduction surgery in November. And then everything just kind of went haywire after that, <laughs> I guess. Like, and also I just have, I have two little kids and one special needs. So I had problems in that area. It's everything kind of went awry and I was really sick. And then I just, one day my husband actually got like a virus and he was like, I got to go to bed. And that was it. I got out of bed and I just went back to my life and now here I am. So I still don't know what's wrong, but um, things are a little bit better. I changed a lot of things to make myself just feel better. Like um, just quick fixes. I joined some group on um, Facebook. That's like a kidney group. And I really learned a lot from that group. And I've like made adjustments to my posture and my overall health, what I eat. And it actually has been helping. So I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm here. I was just going to ask you, maybe I should ask you before this, but like, have you thought of like Eastern alternative medicine? I love, I love, I love, 
Eastern medicine. Like I'm obsessed with acupuncture and all those things and just aligning your chakra. I really believe in all of that because for my MS, I, I had to go that route a few times and it really did help. Um, I'm just scared. You know, my brother has a company in Dominican Republic that does stem cells and he's like begging me to go down there. And there's all, all kind of avenues, but it's so weird when you're in the middle of the diagnostic process to like change course. Cause I'm still not sure what's wrong. So I'm scared to mess with anything. And I, right now I have kind of everything, um, balancing where it's working for me so I can live my life. And I'm just scared of doing anything to upset that balance. So I don't know. I mean, I for sure will be exploring that, but I have to go meet with a vascular surgeon. I have to like, there's all this stuff I still need to do to like, see if what area, like, is it anatomical? Is it, uh, is there a, there is kidney disease in my kidney. They did a biopsy and they saw a disease in there. So there is disease. And that is what's causing a lot of my symptoms, but they don't know what it's from. It says like post-infectious disease. So like I got an infection, it diseased my kidney. Fine. We know all that. However, it's the symptoms that I'm having are not typical for that at all. Like I'm completely an anomaly. Like I'm seeing a really um, special researcher at Columbia, New York City, who's trying to figure it all out. And he's like, I have never in my whole career seen this before. And everyone keeps saying that to me. So the nutcracker um, theory that he has would kind of fit that because it's very rare. So you wouldn't have seen a, a nutcracker patient in your entire career. Like there, you know, there's one in a million or no more than that, very few cases of it. So it's hard to find a doctor that's seen it before. And that might be why it's so hard for everyone to figure out what's wrong, if that's what it is. But I've already gone for down a few steps of the diagnostic process and it's not confirmed. Like the last scans they did, they were very special Doppler scans and they didn't see it. And then I went back to the surgeon or the researcher and I was like, oh, you're wrong. And he was like, "Mm, no, I'm not because... I, you, it's not something that you would just maybe see. You have to really go further down the, the path. So now I would need like a venogram, whatever. So he's still convinced that's what it is. But again, we're, we're guessing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all crazy. Kind of up the crazy. For you. Anyway, I'm here. I'm alive. How about you? How's your health, mental health relationship? I'm- I love hearing about your non-married relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're good. Um, you know, I, I, I broke down, um, only thing that can get me to break down and, and, um, and buckle up and, and talk to you guys about what's going on, act, really, truly going on in my life outside of brothels. So yeah, no, um, boyfriend and I are still, um, we are finally on the track to trying again. So I did have a miscarriage. Oh, exciting. Yeah. So I did have, um, similar to what Kristen Doty had, as far as her miscarriage is concerned, I was right. like seven weeks in. Um, and fortunately for me, I did not have to, they didn't have to go in, um, right. Just, it took care of it. Your body took care so of my it. body right. took care of it naturally. Um, so in that I'm extremely blessed. It was obviously it's painful, like emotionally and everything else. But, um, so finally I'm now able to do, it's been almost a year. I mean, everybody heals differently. You know, everybody wants like gets back on the baby track um, or whatever track, you know, um, when they're ready and when they have time and stuff and when they, right. when they're physically, not only physically ready, but emotionally ready. So, I'm, so what is, what is trying entail for you guys? Are you, uh, you're tracking your ovulation? If this is too personal, yes. please tell me you're tracking your ovulation. Yes. So that's, it. Am, so you're, that's the only step you're taking towards so trying. Currently, currently that is, um, the, so I'm not going to lie to you guys. My boyfriend is butt ass fertile. 
So okay, if, that's good. You found yourself a fertile guy. Yeah, very, very fertile. So like, um, for it's it's really just me and just kind of getting back on the healthy track and trying to, you know, um, I've been going to the sauna a lot more, kind of getting the toxins out of my body, so then this baby can have like a healthy womb to be relax, in. calm. Do yeah. like yoga, meditation, acupuncture, like. It really, it really makes sense physically. I know so much about this, obviously, because I went through this whole, um, if you're at all tense, it's hard for the little egg to attach. Like that's just phys- physiologically accurate, which is why they tell you when you're going through IVF and stuff, like, you know, go do acupuncture first or go do, get a massage because when the more relaxed you are, and that's why they say, you know how they say, once you stop trying, it happens. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly why, because you're yeah. so, you're, the egg can feel the tension. Isn't that crazy? So do some, do some self care, treat yourself. I mean, so that's basically what I, um, have been doing. And, um, I'm, I was actually supposed to be in Vegas this week. Um, we're about to talk about that in a second, but I was supposed to be in Vegas this week for the Super Bowl. Um, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not rich. I am not, you know, well off. I do not have an exorbitant amount of funds and I couldn't afford to go because we pay out of pocket for, um, I, what I do in sports media. So, um, said company doesn't pay for it. I'm not going to blow up said company, but like, they don't pay right. for my state, my lodging, my food. I don't get a, mm-hmm. I don't get, you know, this media company doesn't pay for my, my living or anything like that. Like this is very much a passion project and me being, being able to make connections with other people and stuff. So I was supposed to be in Vegas. So this actually probably works out. I'll have a little bit of FOMO because I'm seeing nothing but media attention and radio right. and, you know, all my friends that are out there right now. And, and Vegas is definitely doing it up. Um, they had an event on Monday and they never have anything on Monday for um, like the only thing they have on Monday is like they set up, um, media row or radio row, whatever you want to call it. And like the NFL right. and then um, the NFL, the NFL themselves, they don't really do anything for Monday. Right. Like, but this, this week they had like everybody for media was there starting on Monday. They all had, you know, the Taylor, Taylor Swift effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're definitely making a buttload of cash for this um, Super Bowl. I went to the Super Bowl um, in Jacksonville years ago. It was Patriots versus Eagles. Um, and it's fun to be in the town even when yeah. you're having it. It's such good energy. It's so exciting just to be in a restaurant and see some, you know, sportscasters or athletes. And I don't know, like the energy is fun. So yeah, that would be fun. But it's like their Bravo, right. Club, you know, so exactly. like, I totally understand why, like, you know, people go and it's, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. Um, for me, it would be work, but like, it's still fun. You know, it's right. not, I'm not going to deny it. Um, also we got a Tom Sandoval sighting in Vegas too. He was out there. I don't know if he still is, but I know he was out there on Tuesday. Um, oh. with his brand new girlfriend. So good. good for him. <laughs> oh, right. I saw their stories, right. Yeah. right. His brand girlfriend girlfriend <laughs> he was on a podcast talking about her and saying you know how how excited he is about her and then he was like you know we went on our first date last night <laughs> he's like i've known her for a long time but it was our, and i'm like come on dude come on tell me you've been dating her for three months and then tell me how excited you are i'll buy into it but come on yeah first date like shut yeah. up you guys are both looking for attention you're both you know so i was just gonna ask you that do you think that this is a pr stunt to like probably get him back like to try. I always, like, I always shy away from saying things are 
relationships are stunts because I mean, I'm sure they are, they've gone on a date. I'm sure they're probably most likely hooking up. Right. But there's very few people in this world that don't love that are public figures. Like she's a model with an Instagram page that don't love attention followers. And so, I mean, the fact that they're posting so much, it just screams attention to me. Like, let's get you followers. And you know, the Morgan and Kyle effect, like let's get you noticed and people to hear your music. Same with her. She's a model. The amount of followers you have directly affects jobs that you get. So it's all financial, but I mean, it doesn't mean they're not sleeping together or interested in each other or whatever, but I, I, you check back in like six months if you two are exclusive and still together, then I'll start paying attention. But until then, yeah, of course, they're just right now they're hanging out, but they want attention from it. I mean, you saw the video when they announced they were dating. And then that next night there was a video of him and a blonde sitting on his lap. Like, come on. Yeah. Going into the car or whatever. Nobody gets in a relationship after one date. And you just said on your podcast that it was one date at that point. So come on. Okay. No, I absolutely agree with you. We talked about BravoCon really, really quickly that Super Bowl is like the equivalent of BravoCon for sports fans, which it totally is by the way. Super Bowl week is ridiculous. It's incredible. Um, BravoCon, some disappointing news. Will it be, will it be back or won't it be back this year? Can you confirm or deny I have heard from very good sources now. And like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, it's coming back. But then I heard from a direct source of Bravo that it's not going to be this year. So they'll skip this year because of the Olympics and NBC just being kind of overwhelmed with that. And so I heard they're skipping this coming year and then they'll be back the following year, which I'm excited about because I probably wasn't going to be able to even just financially go again so quickly after last year. So I think it's nice to take a break the following year. I'll probably go, especially if it's in Vegas. Cause that was just so much fun. I really love, I really loved having it in Vegas. Cause you get the Vegas experience on top of the BravoCon experience. It was just great. I mean, New York city is ideal for me cause it's half an hour from my house. But other than that, there's really no other city that I think would be as, ex- as exciting. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I didn't go to the one in New York, obviously we saw each other in Vegas for uh BravoCon. And I, for me, I live an hour away by flight max um, to, to Vegas because I Vegas I, is LA, yeah, so, right. so convenient for me. It's you know it's my equivalent of New York for you. Um, but I do think that they do it right because I did hear a lot of I don't want to say compl- there weren't complaints about New York. The only complaint I think about New York was that it was just so spread out everywhere. Right, you had to go to like you had to go from one side like from like 50th from Midtown to like the West side or something. First year they, they were spread out the second year. It was all in one place, but it was very disorganized and they didn't have the, didn't have it down like they did in Vegas, which they might've made those corrections to do it in New York again. So it was fine. It was all in one space and the space was, but it was just very unorganized. There, there was nowhere to go to the bathroom. There was, it was, you know, there was a stampede. I was in a, literally people jumped on top of me to get into the battle of the panel. That kind of stuff was crazy. But I felt like by Vegas, they had completely worked out all of that. But I mean, it's pretty, it is a fun experience. I, I recommend it for everybody that Bravo fans go through it. it. For me personally, it was, it's, it's hard to be, in that crush of people that often because they're your, I mean, you've got thousands of people vying for one photo at all times and it was physically a little bit hard for me, but I mean, it's still fun. The energy is fun. It's so great to meet for other Bravo fans. Just be where all your people are. So I totally recommend it. I would go again. If it, not this coming year, if they, if they, if I'm wrong and they suddenly announce it's October, I won't be able to go. But if it's the following year, I would go okay. again <laughs> for my third time. 
<laughs> I mean, it, again, it makes sense. It's so much fun. It was, it was obviously, it was a great time like going there. And um, again, if it was in Vegas, I would a hundred percent be like, forget it. I'm just going to save up and just go. So um, that, that's, that's just me, but I get where you're, you're coming from a lot. I mean, I say that. And I just told you yeah. before, like someone, my followers would still pressure me. You have to go. And then I probably would have given in, but then I, then it would be a financial strain on my family, <laughs> which is not ideal. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, I want to move on and move forward because, um, you know, both of us have lives. Yeah. We have to you know, <laughs> move on, move forward. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, before we recap this episode, what are you thinking? Cause it's almost over. We're almost getting to reunion time. What, um, what have you thought about this season so far? Um, you know, all, all the flack that Kyle is getting right now. Um, just what do you think about the season so far? And also Erica's like redemption year and all that, all that stuff. Uh, I'm loving this season. I know a lot of my followers aren't because it is a little quote unquote boring in terms of like things that happen. If you think about it, it's really been a collection of really amazing moments, but not like any big plot arc except Kyle. It will be very um, interesting. And I think we'll make decision to add for those added on episodes that they did. They went back, pick cameras back up when Kyle got separated. That's going to be amazing. And that, I think that's probably two, maybe at the max three, but I would guess two extra episodes that happen post separation. Come on. That's going to be great. See everyone's reactions, especially since all season, she hasn't been open about it. And then all of a sudden, like we're separated, like a uh, girl, what? Like you've been yeah. saying, she's like, well, I said I had a hard year. Well, a hard year is different than you're on the road to separation. Like, come on. And we all know all this. So we're watching it and it's like, we know, but they think about these ladies completely in the dark. Every time I brought it up, she's gotten mad at them for bringing it up. She said over and over, like, completely not acknowledging anybody who's obviously starting to hear the rumors, there's problems. So it's going to be interesting. And I think for sure the reunion will be interesting to see people, you know, really, really get on her for not sharing, which is, you know, obviously her biggest um, detriment right now, but I love Kyle. I think she's amazing. No one's ever going to ever be able to talk me out of loving Kyle because of how personally nice she's been to me. I'm sorry. Like it does affect us bloggers when somebody goes out of their way for you. So there's nothing you could bad you could say about Kyle to, to me. And, but you know, I think that that's going to make the season, but I personally have loved the collection of moments. I've loved the Suttons and the Erica moments and the, and Erica's redemption is interesting because I like Erica again. She has personally been nice to me, so I'm biased. But to me, she's been she in life. She's just a caricature, right? Like Kyle to me is a real person. I can see her anxiety and her insecurities, and I that's why I relate to her. Erica to me is a cartoon character. And I don't think she did any favors by demanding apologies from the ladies, <laughs> acting like she's owed an apology, like she freaking was on death row and got pardoned from DNA. Like, what in the world? Yeah. But I still think she's been one, the bright spot of the season, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see, a, like, even with the earrings and everything like that, you can still see a change, like, outside of oh, that. For you can see a huge change in her. She softened. And I think, honestly, she did two years of intense therapy, which I heard this from another cast member told me, like, not just for the camera, like, did the work for two straight years. And you can see, of course, like, you can see that she's done that. And this is it. This is as good as you're going to get with Erica, by the way. Like, come on, this woman has built up her defenses and built up her, you know, surviving techniques for, for her whole life. She's, what, 50 
there, it's not changing. So I think this is the softest we're going to get, the most relatable, the, the most. But she's funny. I don't know about the drinking. Like, it bothers me because I, I feel like that's not her best um, for herself. You know, I was really into how healthy she was being. But she's hilarious when she's drunk. So you know what? Like, go for it. Live your life. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? And to be honest with you, this season's Erica is not last season's Erica where she was completely drunk the whole time. Yeah. Totally. So in, that, like, in, I, in Barcelona, she's having yeah. a fun time. Right, right. She's not doing every scene drunk or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. She's not, you know, and she's not mixing and she's not sitting there going like, you know, um, I do find it funny though that she was in the, and this is something we didn't see, but Sutton put her on blast that she was dipping her bread into her, her drink. No, who said that? I love but, that. Sutton oh, actually said that on Watch What Happens Live. She oh, was like, I, fun. I didn't watch that. Like, I, I, I can't skip I can't stand Sutton, so I didn't watch that. <laughs> hey, you're preaching to the choir, but I just, I watched it because it just kept going. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to keep watching it. But I I just found that funny that that's, I was like, you know what though? She's living her best life. Like who cares? That okay, she- Miss Sutton carries a bottle of Kettle One in her purse to and, a, yeah. a, party, a party in London. Someone told me she had this huge bottle in her purse. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing too, is that like so many people don't realize how many booze hounds are in that grow up in the South? Like there's a oh. lot of drinking in the South. Right. Every, um, I don't know if you're watching Capote. No, but I should be. It's great. Gus Van Sant is the, um, is the director for six out of the eight of the episodes. And it is so good. I can't, I, I can't take my eyes off of it. My family's like, why are you watching this? This is so sad, but I'm just like, it's so good. It's just really well done. I know. I have such an aversion towards campy, um, campy scripted television. Like yeah. I'll watch the dramas all day long, like true detective, whatever. But the, I have an aversion towards, and especially this is Ryan Murphy, right? Is it Ryan Murphy or am I wrong? He's not the showrunner. Uh, I didn't look at who the showrunner was. Cause I have like a real problem with him. Like I feel like, and we'll see if I'm right or wrong, if he is in charge of the show or not, I can't remember. But if he is, I have a real problem with how he closes things out. I feel like he just is not a closer. So you'll be like, so into it, so into it. This is great. But like, doesn't, and maybe cause this is a true story. It will tie itself up but he always lets me down in the end because I just feel like he doesn't quite have that genius that it takes to like really wrap up a season so I don't want to get invested but um but I'm ex- I mean I think it looks amazing like but the it, act- it is campy it is definitely campy it's very right. it's very niche. camp is not really my style yeah it's very niche it's very like Hollywood she she like weird um it, so I, I get it like a lot of it's very artsy like it is a very artsy kind of like movie. Um, they're taking it in like a documentary. I'm just looking it up now. It is created by Ryan Murphy, but okay. it's not. Uh, it's not obviously directed or written by him. So maybe okay. they'll be. Able- I mean, freaking John Robin Bates wrote it, who is one of the best playwrights you know in it, modern history. So it, how it, bad can it be? I I'm I'm loving it. I'm literally lo- okay. I'm loving everything. I'm hooked. I'm not going to lie to you. I am hooked. Okay, I will watch. Are you watching Traders? So I'm going to binge the whole thing. I have not, I, I I was about to like, in the beginning, I started watching like the very, very first se- first episode. And I was like, you got to binge this whole thing because I feel like if I don't binge the whole thing, I'm just going to be like waiting the whole entire time. No, it's bad. It's bad. 
Yeah. Also, I one of my best friends is Phaedra and Brandy's publicist. And when I was staying with her in LA to do Heather McDonald's, you know, Juicy Scoop. Oh yeah. I it was when Traders was filming and Phaedra was calling from the set. So I have I kind of know what happens from that, which I'm bummed about because at the time I hadn't watched it yet. I mean, I was like, oh, Traders, I love Traders, but like I wasn't obsessed like I am at this moment. So right. I'm bummed that I was part party to a little bit of what was happening. I feel like I don't. I feel like well, I know a little bit of how it goes down. I don't a hundred percent. I haven't asked her outright, like who wins or whatever, but right. I have a little bit of a feeling um, from those calls. So I'm bummed because it is really good. I'm bummed that I know anything. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you one more time who, who, who wins. Cause I'm, I'm no, I don't know who wins, but I do know like because of the phone calls she was getting from the set that I don't know how long Phaedra lasts. Um, yeah, because I, she was like still on set and it was like X amount of days to the end of filming, X amount of the art, whatever. So, okay. I, but I don't know if she wins or not. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. Sorry for everybody that's not privy to that conversation, but um, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Um, okay, so let's start with um, this week's episode for Beverly Hills. Sutton continues her breakdown of spreading the ashes of Merce. Um, Merce was dispersed. <laughs> Merce was dispersed. <laughs> Not in her purse anymore. No. Um, Trevor shows up for the spreading of Merce's ashes, obviously, and Sutton lets go of two decades, basically, of her life. Um, not not just including Merce, but also including her divorce and including <laughs> her um, her father's passing as well that happened twenty years ago. Um, so she says. So she says. <laughs> I'm just kidding. As Diana Jenkins would say, so you say. So. <laughs> I know. Mean, no. I'm I, sure there's that. I mean, I'm her needing to put stuff behind her. She definitely seems like somebody who carries a lot with her. So, yeah, no, so gonna say, what was your reaction to this? Uh, um, what was your reaction to, you know, Sutton letting, letting things go? And then all the ladies as well, um, you know, letting things go as well. Uh, I think it's very, it's a, there's a lot of pressure when you're on a reality show, especially a high paid one like Beverly Hills to contribute to the plot and to contribute to your own storyline. There's a lot of pressure. So I don't fault anyone for that, but it definitely felt very scripted in a way, like just very, okay, Sutton, you're going to need to bring something this year to the table. Okay. I'll bring the fact that I got divorced 10 years ago or however long it was. And you're trying, and my dad, you know, committed suicide like 20 years ago, which both I'm sure took major tolls on her, but you know, I wouldn't mind a little bit more sharing of something presently that's affecting Sutton's mental health. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit kind of what, thinking that she's tapping into bad things that happened in her past so that she doesn't have to address like today. So I, I would like to see, I'm, I'm hoping next season, maybe we'll see a little bit more from Sutton about like, you know, what is bothering you today? <laughs> but no, I did. I thought it was beautiful. Everybody was very emotional. I thought, you know, Kyle got as close as she's probably going to get to sharing anything. And, you know, Erica was hilarious with her you know, perfectly turn, perfect turn to everyone to say how she hates them. And also with Erica, I just feel, I kept thinking about this. I was like, you know, Rina is, and Erica are best friends. They're very close. They talk all the time. I know this for a fact, but everyone else, like, do you really 
expect anything of them? Like, are they your, your true friends? Any of them? I mean, maybe now they're starting to get a little closer to her because she's opening up and being a normal person, but like, come on, do you really expect anything from these people? They were barely even a Queens of the viewers, you know, up to last season, they were so hard on her. I mean, I think pretty, pretty much pretty sure she hated all of them. So I just think it's funny that now she's like calling them to task, but it's like, these people are, were not your friends at that time. So of course they're going to get on your case. And also it was, you know, publicly expected of them to get on her case. So I just think it's funny, but you know, I'm sure she has some valid points that it would be nice if someone besides Rena cheerleaded for her during that trying time. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I, I actually said this all last season, all I kept saying, because Erica and Garcelle were always going to dinners and whatever and trying to, and Garcelle was trying to like prize out of her of like, you need empathy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, y'all ain't friends. You even having this conversation. You guys are not friends. You don't go out post like unless you're filming with each other that right. like, that season. You are not friends. You're not no, exactly. like Sutton. Sutton Garcelle and Crystal are legit friends. Where they actually do go out with one another. At least it looks like that. You know, on social right. media, but they look like they're actual friends and they're going out with each other. They're doing outings. Rena and like you said, Rena and Erica, hundred percent are friends because you can see that they went to they went to France together and like vacation with each other before she got bombarded, you know, by paparazzi about. Um, and also, she got you know um, her little paperwork, her legal paperwork or whatever, handed her at LAX at that time right. with uh, her and Diana and and Rena. But right. they're not friends, so like I don't. Right. I'm with you on this. Like I don't understand. I. I, on the other hand, I ride for Erica. I've ridden for Erica since day one. Like, I I love her. Maybe it's because she's a character and because she plays. Right. No, I like her too. I'm a fan for sure. Yeah. But I think that she just wants some validation, some kind of, hey, um, you know, can you, uh, somewhat of a, an semblance of an apology, not like this huge, like whatever thing, like grandeur thing, but like something similar to what Crystal gave her. Right. Crystal comes over when all the ladies go shopping. Right. He sits there and it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that if I participated in something that emotionally caused you harm or like mentally caused you harm. So I'll that's like that. Right. She'll never get that from Garcelle or Sutton because a they don't give a crap about her. I don't care if they pretend to on the show, but in real life, they don't care about her at all. And B, like they're just they're going to always go for the what the public wants for over like sticking their neck out. They'll stick their neck out for each other, clearly, but not for any of the other cast members. I don't see that happening. They're just too, you know, they're too walled up to be like, okay, you know what, Erica, you deserved a little bit more grace from me. You know, they, no one thinks she deserved more grace. It doesn't matter what yeah. she said. And we yeah. saw from that preview that Garcelle was like, you're never going to get that from me ever. <laughs> and here's the thing though. I would love for Garcelle to just say that. Like, we're supposed to be on a reality TV show, right? Shouldn't you just tell her, like, look, I'm always going to side with the victims. I'm going to, I said what I said. I think she does say it. We see it in the preview okay. for next week. She says, you're never going to get that from me. Like, this is, I, this is how I feel about your situation. And that's, I mean, you know, that's Garcelle. Garcelle's never going to be like, you know, I brought, maybe I could have done this differently. Are you kidding? Never. Yeah. You're never going to hear those words from her. <laughs> she, no. I think, like, of everyone worships Garcelle. And I think nobody worships Garcelle more than Garcelle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this is why you're my spirit animal because i really like she's just she is officially the second that she brought glam to spain she's on a different she has officially changed because you would have never seen that in season one two or three garcelle 
She's in her fourth. You know what's so funny? I were obviously I worked in Hollywood. I wasn't in Hollywood when this happened, but I have obvious, a million friends right that are that work out there. And I will never forget when Garcelle sent that mass email out about her husband cheating on her. I will never forget being like, oh my gosh, girl, you have just aired your dirty laundry all over Hollywood. It was hilarious. I thought really what a legend she was because that takes a lot of guts. I mean, Hollywood is a political thing. You're trying to be an actress, whatever. You've just literally put your agent husband on blast to everybody in town. And that takes a certain kind of balls. And I remember the time really worshiping her for that and thinking like, wow, you are such a badass. Yeah. And then on the show, it's been so let down because she is a badass, but like, she's only, she's a very one note to me, badass. Like you're a badass, but like, you don't stick your neck out for people. You don't take, you know, you don't admit mistakes. You don't take stances that aren't popular. You don't like, it's just like kind of this one note to me and that she's boring for me to watch because of that. Cause I'm like, we know what we're getting from Garcelle every single scene. I could script her scenes for you before they even happen. We're not going to see anything different. We're not going to be surprised by her. I agree. She's a stalwart and people are attracted. I agree that she's, you know, probably a very good person, like morally inside, like she's probably lives her life on a very high level. Right. And so I respect her, probably admire her, but for the show, oh my gosh, girl, like we're never going to get anything out of you other than what we expect to get. And that to me is so boring. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I just, I really think I, uh, it's so insane to me because like, I know uh, there's so many people that just love her. The audience loves her, and I get it. Oh, they do. They do, and I and I think it's nice that they have a hero in right. in a in a in a landscape that is not filled with kind of upstanding people for re, for by design. So it's nice that people have someone to like really look up to and cheer for. It's great for all of them. But I you know I'm looking for a little more messiness. I mean Sutton, as much as I dislike her, she brings it. She's messy. She's she's surprising all of us all the time. I mean I think that she. The fact that she passed out at the reunion when Kathy Hilton showed up is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And I'm just like, I cannot wait to see that because it's literally, it, she literally couldn't hack it. Physically couldn't hack Kathy Hilton coming to that reunion. <laughs> From what I hear, allegedly. So <laughs> I think that's hilarious. So I think, so, and, you know, at least she brings something different and they never know what's going to come out of her mouth. And so she, even though I don't like her, I still like watching her. But um, Garcelle, I'm just like, oh, girl. Yeah, like, it's like at least she's entertaining. Surprise us. Like, yeah, yeah. You're just, you're getting like, you're, and here's my other issue with Garcelle too. We're only getting the good stuff. We're only right. getting the positive stuff. Like Erica put positive stuff in the very beginning. And then we got nothing but negative for like two years. So you can't give us that. Like there's gotta be something in there. Like show me and no offense. Oliver is a grown man. And I know we're supposed to stay away from children and we're supposed to stay away from kids, but he like, this is different. It's different from your two, from your twins, like from your, from your boys. Right. 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 Those are children. And like, those are guys that like, I'm sure that they didn't really want to be, they don't care about being on TV or not. Oliver wants to be on television. He made it known that he wants to be on TV. He was on Vanderpump Rules of his own cognition and did what he did by himself. Nobody forced him to go and make out with, right. with Rachel. Nobody forced him to go and be on this show. I'm, you know, he he did it all on his own. So right. maybe show that aspect of life. Right. That like, you know, he and they should yeah, let's see you let's see you grab Oliver by the ear and yes. say, Hey, son, you're being too messy. Yes. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Like, 
come to earth, like come to reality or whatever. Give him a pep talk, whatever you have to do. I want to see that she's Haitian, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. I want to see that Haitian anger come out because I know that you have that in you. Right, I right. Know that you have that, like. She's too controlled. She's a trained actress. She's too controlled. We'll never see any of that, which is fine. Her her image is very protected. And by the way, I know there's a producer there that, that loves Garcelle Ann Sutton and thinks they're like the future of the franchise. So, in terms of the show, which is very instrumental in projecting their images they're going to always protect her image so she's you know the golden child there so that we'll never see any of that which is whatever i mean i looked at the other i don't need someone to like break down on camera i just need you to like change it up a little bit like like we all do in real life you know we have the good days we have the bad days we have our good moods but i love to see a little of that just yeah. to make it more Thing, but we never will <laughs> i give up oh, that's so disappointing um but not disappointing i mean erica obviously always also brings it um she's getting her hair and makeup done we talk they talk about the flamingo dancing as well which i'm not even going to get into because i think that that was a filler thing that they did i will I say i will say that i 100 percent think that erica knew who the friends were that were coming to dinner and read up on each other um, on the politics and the geography of each of their backgrounds. And that's why she quote unquote became like an encyclopedia at that dinner. I really believe that because she just sounded so rehearsed. She even like stumbled a little bit on her, you know, what she was trying to add. So I think somebody got the cliff notes before the dinner. I just feel like that didn't come naturally. I do feel like though the, the history lesson though, like that's gotta be something that like, is like, she just knew the history lesson. I'm not, gonna like, it, but she probably knew a little bit, but it just sounded, she like faltered in a way that you would, if you like, were, were like practicing for a test or studying for a test. If she hadn't, if she, I didn't feel like it came that naturally for her to know a lot of those things. I'm not saying she's dumb. I'm sure she's very smart, but I don't know. It felt like somebody tipped her off as to who was coming or, you know, and she went on Google and then went to that dinner prepared, but that's fine. Whatever. I made great TV. I could be wrong. Um, so then after that, Kyle FaceTimes her daughters. She opens up about, um, to the audience at least, to us, about her and Mauricio having difficult times in her confessional, which thank you, Kyle, for doing that. I know that it's got to be hard for her. I can't even, you know, imagine about, I mean, we're, we're doing it, but at the same time, like, I'm not Kyle. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not at that level where millions of people know about my life. So uh, she's OG. She knows that she only needs to give us a few crumbs and to still be the star and to still be on be a reality star. So that's all she's going to do. She's going to give us exactly if she was new, it was like first season and that was happening. We'd be hearing a lot more about the messiness behind the scenes that we know is there, but it's Kyle. So she's, you know, been in the public eye since she was a kid. Yeah. She knows you don't have to give him all of it you don't have to get hurt by this. So she's given us what we need. And I don't know. I hope at some point we get more from her. I hope at some point, maybe next season when it's like really out there that she's really not going to have a choice, but to tell us a little bit more of what's going on. But I don't know. It's kind of none of our business too. I definitely don't think like the Morgan stuff is any of our business. The Mauricio, I feel like we kind of are invested. We know them. We should know a little bit more. I mean, it's not just that he's not home a lot. Come on. Like it's not that he's travels. But, I mean, you guys are both public figures with busy lives you've got to have a system by now in your marriage where you you know make time for each other and you're not so what's the reason really i don't know i don't know if we'll ever hear it i really don't yeah i i think that that's gonna unfortunately it's gonna die with them right <laughs> it's, it's definitely gonna be a buried situation um not only because 
you know, they're so, they're so want to be so private, but also they do have quote unquote children, you know, they don't want to. Oh, exactly. That's a huge, I think that is everything. I remember asking back when the Kathy Hilton Aspen thing happened and I knew that it happened, that she'd used that slur. And I was so perplexed as to why Kyle was protecting Kathy. Like, I was like, come on, dude, like, you can't be okay with this. You're an advocate for LGBT, whatever. And you hear this, you're not mad at your sister. Well, I kept hearing over and over from people in that circle that she did, she was keeping quiet because of her kids, like she, her nieces and her daughters, her daughters who are like best friends with Paris and Nikki, whatever. And I was like, this really drives Kyle. It really does. Like more than anything, she's protecting those kids. She doesn't want them to hear the messiness, see the messiness. I mean, all the stuff we've seen, like Mauricio sleeping with his dancing with the stars person, whatever, all that's been from his end on her end. We're seeing nothing. I mean, a little bit of the Morgan stuff, but she's producing her documentary. So we're seeing what she wants us to see in terms of getting Morgan on the map, but we're not seeing any really of the personal stuff behind the scenes because she, her kids are watching. They're old enough to know. And there's no way she's going to be talking about, Oh, you know, your dad did this. Never. You think we're ever hear that out of her mouth with her kids watching? Never. It'll no. never <laughs> Even when they get back from Spain and they're sitting down and they're having a conversation, her and Marie, Kyle and Mauricio are sitting down having a conversation. They're like, she's they're They're about to like sit there and go tit for tat and argue. And then they're, um, their kids are in right. the next room and she's like, shut up mm-hmm. and then wait till the kids leave and then have the conversation again. So it's like, she's definitely protecting those girls. There's yeah. like nothing, you know, um, there's nothing more important than the family. So I, I definitely, yeah. think she has, you know, um, them all, all them as her priority. Um, we get to the sprinter van. Um, and before I get to the, this, um, version of the Sprinter van where they're going, they're on their way to, um, to do their flamingo dancing and all that stuff and get to their dinner. I want to go to the Sprinter van where, um, all of a sudden we're, we're talking about what bears are versus otters versus, um, that was hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. I'm not going to lie. I was very grateful that I was, I just sat there and I thought I was like, okay, I know every single one of these references, but at the same time, I don't like, I, I, I had to think about what an otter was. <laughs> like I don't understand. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, no. I th- I thought about it for like a second. I was like, oh, it has to be a bear, but like, you know, <laughs> silky smooth. So, um, that being said, as well, like I was just like, a great comedy relief, etc. So this is where Sutton surprises you all the time, right? She's just like, when he says, "Well, you like your bears," and she and and Trevor, like that's what Trevor says to her, and then she's like, "Yeah, you know." As long as they're as long as they're buff and as long as they're like smooth there, like whatever. I'm just like, who are you? Like <laughs> you know, the, the American Ballet Society isn't isn't liking this right now. So, like, who are you? You know? Um, that being said, we then get to the dinner. Um they um they bring up, you know, oh, they bring up the um signing of papers versus not signing of papers versus, you know. Right, right. And then Sen just goes, This is marriage 101. Um, do not sign anything until you read it. And yeah. what were your thoughts on this? Because here's the thing: she has been married to Mo for over 20 plus years, and their money's entwined. There's no yeah. there's no denying that. Like his money is her money and and vice versa, and they have no prenup. So technically their prenup would be the LA prenup, right? Wherever they got married, like that's where the, what their prenup would consist of. Every state has. She, would, she will never have to worry about money ever again. 
yeah, divorce or not, she probably knows this and therefore doesn't really care. But I mean, a little bit of that I think was performative, knowing that probably a divorce is, is in the pike and, you know, going to happen, you know, to have that on camera saying, I, I just feel like it protects her in the future from the public opinion. If when the divorce becomes public and when the finances start, thing, financial things start coming out because you have to file stuff in court and that becomes public, then Kyle can just be like, I don't know, I don't know, I said I don't know. But, yeah. and also you do have to divide your responsibilities as a married couple, especially a busy married couple. So come on to say like, I've read every single thing and I just sit there is, is a little, I wouldn't believe that either. Like I wouldn't believe if you told me, oh no, I've, I've read everything. Come on. It's, it's easy for something to say. She's a single divorced mom with kids that are almost, you know, out of the house. Or, you know, only one kid left in their house. Like I'm sure she does read every single thing. Kyle Richards. No, I'm sure she doesn't. And it's probably mostly a time thing, but I'm sure she also has amazing people around her, her business manager with her best interests in mind, lawyers, they're reading it. So I just think that was a little bit performative, a little bit like, oh, I'm just a housewife. Come on. Like people are reading. You're fine. Your yeah. husband is not Tom Girardi. He's not some shady asshole. You could get a little bit screwed, but in the end, you're going to be fine for life because of all the money that he's amassed in the course of your marriage. And she's doing fine too. She's making over a million dollars. Why a million? 1.2 million was what she was making last season on Beverly Hills. I don't know if that, when her contract is up, it's probably the same this year. That's just for 22 just weeks. Of filming, right? I mean, that's and then she does a million Amazon lives and promotions, and she's fine. Even if he wasn't making films, etc., she's good. Like, come on, like that's per season. That money's in your pocket, especially yeah. if her husband's rich. That money's in your pocket. So I'm not worried about Kyle. I don't think she's worried about herself. She does seem to have a little bit of a shopping problem, but I think <laughs> I think she'll be fine. They will get divorced, and she'll be fine. Yeah, regardless of whether she's reading every single document or not. Yeah, no, no. And I agree with you. I'm like, she, all of you have money managers. <laughs> How is she not going to have somebody that's going to sit there financially and be, and read through everything? It's their job. Like, no, hundred percent. I mean, business managers are so integral in Hollywood, especially to everybody. Obviously Erica Girardi probably didn't have her own, but Kyle Richards, I'm sure is enough of an entity to have her own and not just one business manager for the whole family. I don't know. She's got somebody out there protecting her interest. She does not seem worried. So I don't know. I think, and again, even if there were to be shady things that came out about his real estate dealings or whatever, she's still going to be fine. Yeah. (laughs) He's not like, Tom Girardi, I believe. Yeah, it's a it's a different scenario. It's a different. It's a different. It's a totally different. A, it's a totally different couple. B, it's a totally different scenario where you know she like obviously Erica and we don't really have to explain this, but I'll explain for like two seconds. Erica was with him when he was already like wealthy, versus Kyle was with Mauricio when he had nothing. So it's totally. Exactly. I mean, there's a case to be made. She made him because he worked with Rick Hilton and built his real estate business from that famously. So it's you know. it's a lot to do with her. And I also just think Sutton's the queen of like coming on camera and telling people to read stuff. Remember, like read the whole article about Erica or whatever. Like you're the queen. You clearly have a lot of time in your hands. You're clearly, you know, have your little clothing store that's open like three hours, three days a week. And that's it. So you go read all the stuff and the rest of us, we can read the headlines and be fine. <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I will say this, like, I, I'm not, standing up for something whatsoever but to be fair to have a store in LA right now is not a good idea because if you have disposable money you can do it no one else could if I didn't have three hundred thousand dollars a month coming in I wouldn't either but she has disposable money but I'm sorry there's no nothing on this planet 
to suggest that that store is funding her lifestyle. It is not. It is a hobby at best. Yes. I, I, a million dollars tell you that if it is profitable, it still is not even near enough to fund her lifestyle. These are very expensive items she has in there. You have to purchase them. You have to pay your staff. You have to pay the rent on that amazing space. Like it is not clothing is not, she's not building an empire here. Come on. No, 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 definitely. Definitely. It's not her bread and butter. That is for sure. Right. Um, no, no. Last but not least, we get to Dorit. So all the ladies come back from Spain. Dinner's over. They say their highs, their lows. I'm not going to go over it because it was like kind of, all those are proper. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. And then, um, and we already discussed Erica and the earrings and all that stuff. So we can move on. Um, Dorit goes um, goes over to Kyle's, obviously their neighbors, and to say hi. And they talk about her and Mo and their marital problems. Um, Kyle opens up and lets Dorit know that she's seeing a therapist with and without Mo, Mo. She doesn't feel as though she's the priority in her marriage, which she says in the confessional. And then that the most this is the most difficult um, time that her and Maurice have ever had in their marriage. And this concludes the um, episode. What do you think about this scene? And um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like. I, I know that this is like the what what we're going to be seeing majority. This is going to be majority of you know storyline of, uh, of Beverly Hills. I'm kind of done. I'm over it. They're they've moved on. Like let's just move on with them. What I thought was interesting from the scene was you really get a glimpse into the the what has happened to the relationship between Kyle and Dorit. Like we know at this point now they're not close, right? We've seen them kind of feuding. We haven't seen them in you know, out to dinner or anything in over a year in my head, they have not done like couple things with PK. So for sure, we've all seen Kyle put a distance between, and I don't know if it's because of the microaggressions or the bad press or the fact that she was watching PK and Dorit's marriage falter or whatever it is, but they're not close friends anymore. So I thought we saw caught a good glimpse of that in the scene, like with Dorit just so like, well, you didn't tell me that. Well, then you guys clearly are not close. If she has not told you any of this and you're so surprised and you just see like the hurt on Dorit's face because they have, they were very close, very close leading up to the past year. So I'm most surprised by that as well. I mean, even though I knew all the gossip and I knew that they weren't close, it was just surprising to see just to watch it in real time, watch Dorit's face kind of crush. Like, I can't believe this is happening to you and I, you are not confiding in me at all. So I don't know. We're seeing definitely a different chapter in Dorit and Kyle's life. And I've heard that that comes up at the reunion, you know, and just Kyle coming out publicly in the last month saying like this, we do not go on vacations together. We are not best friends. And Dorit in confessional this week saying my, she's one of my best friends. And I, she hasn't told me this. I'm like, uh, you should probably check check in with your best friend list because it seems to be changing and I feel bad for Dorit. You know, I hate losing friends. It's like the worst feeling in the world. Here's my thing. Like I, I agree with you on like, I, I don't like losing friends or anything like that, but when this is kind of your fault, like it's, it's kind of on you because a, she's not checking in. If you were really best friends, you would check in. Of course. Um, both, both ends. I'm, I'm not blaming just Dorit, but then B I, um, I also hear, um, through like, and I'll, they said this on their podcast through um, Teddy and um, through Teddy Mellencamp that she's like, you got to be in Dorit's orbit in order to be in her world and be like significant. So like, unless she's hanging out with her all the time, Dorit, right. like, Dorit's an out of sight, out of mind kind of a person. So you got to be in her realm, in her area, in her vicinity in order for her to think about you. Which well, Kyle, used to, Kyle, Kyle used to be though, like yeah. a year and a half. So whenever it was that I was really chatting with Rena like all the time there was a lot of Dorit Kyle Rena like a lot of talk about how close they all were especially Dorit 
um, how Dorit was always, always at Kyle's, how they live near each other. Like she would always tell me like, oh yeah, they're best friends. This is like, you know, this changed in the past year, but I would hear a lot about the two of them. And I was like, wow, they really are close. So it, it's a big shift. Like she was in like her probably little tiny friend group, Kyle, Dorit, whoever, Teddy, I don't know, whoever used to be, but I, I know that's all changed. And I, I just wonder if it's Dorit's marriage problems that has caused all that, you know, everything changes in your life when your marriage shifts. I, mean, I don't know what the details of what's going on with PK and Dorit, but clearly there's chatter. Clearly there's something. Yes. And I wonder if that's why it all changed too. I don't know. I mean, it does seem to be coming from Kyle and I'm not a huge Dorit fan, but I just wonder, I hope it's not that Kyle is distancing herself because of image issues with Dorit now coming under fire a lot, because that would kind of hurt as a friend, right? Yeah. Oh, kind of in the air camp of like, oh, you didn't, you, you're, you're my friend when everything's great and I'm a fan favorite. And then all of a sudden I'm getting, you know, crapped on and all of a sudden where's Kyle? I hope that's not the case. I hope, I hope, I hope it's, it's the fact that Dorit just probably closed up when things started going bad. Yeah. I, th- I think that like, I, I also like I, PTSD is a real thing. Like, I think that when, you know, Garcelle said something, Garcelle and Crystal started talking crap about, you know, her jewelry and stuff like that being stolen. It, and that, that might not have been cause she's never seen the, the, the drawer or whatever. It's like, I think that she's going, she's obviously going through something or has gone through something that like, is just not everybody knows what she's going through. So I think that that might be an issue as well. Um, obviously PK doesn't even know what she's going through. Like when they went to th- through therapy on air and then on top of it, like, I think that maybe the relationship, this is just a theory, maybe the relationship between PK and Mo, he's choosing sides and he's going to choose Mo's side all the time versus. Right. Right. right? Cause that's his boy. Like that. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Right. So right. That could yeah. definitely be another mm-hmm. thing where maybe Dorit is sitting there and being like, I'm going to take PK's side and PK is on Mo's side. So I'm going to take Mo's side. So, you know, it's right. kind of Paul and Lindsay, like feud. Like the division that. of the friendships, right. When you're getting a divorce, right. Yeah. So, you know, you always, you pick your people and that's who, you know, unfortunately she's picking. So um, that's going to definitely be a strain. And I think that that, that's just, again, that's just the theory. I don't know if that's true. Right the theory um we then get to real housewives of miami which i don't know if you have been watching this or haven't or yeah, like if you're of course i'm obsessed you're like, i'm obsessed. Yeah, obsessed so the only thing i really need to know on your on your end and i think i know the answer why the hell has kiki not gotten her mojito i mean adriana too who i'm not a yeah. fan but like She's definitely contributes to the show. How can you not say she does? It's weird in Miami. I have no idea. I don't know what their what their uh, criteria is for being a friend of or a housewife. I know they usually don't make those decisions until they edit and see who's played a part. And you you could make a case for Kiki coming through in big moments, but not really being part of the plot line every single episode not sharing that much about her family, her life. You're not seeing, you could, I mean, that's the editor's choice. I'm sure not Kiki's choice. I mean, she seems like an open person, but that, I think that that's what they, what happens is they watch the season they see what stuff to edit in. And then they say, okay, who is the main character here? Who is this supporting? And I guess I could kind of see, but I'm hoping again, it's up to them who they decide to add in. So I'm hoping they change their mind for next season, but if they don't, it's probably because her, even though she has big moments, even though she's contributing to the drama, you really need to show more of your life 
we know nothing. I mean, I just found out. I, I know she said something about having a child the first episode, but Good. now she's two. I'm like, where'd that come from? So that just shows you how little we know about her. And that does make it a big, uh, that is a big factor in who they, them determining who gets the mojito and who doesn't. So I don't know, that could be it, you know? And same with Adriana. Adriana, we saw her house. We saw her very briefly. You know, we're not like, whereas we're seeing Alexia, her husband, her son, or like, we're seeing like big parts of these other women's lives. I mean, Nicole, we know everything about her husband and her journey to having a second child, her dad. I don't know. I can kind of see where they kind of say, well, it's not that they're, that they're demoting them. Oops, sorry. I'm getting a call. Sorry. Sorry. I just got a call, but I anyways i don't know that's what, how they make that decision they decide who's giving who's giving more of their life but it really again is their choice whether to show that part of their lives and maybe they just don't even have because these women are so women are so interesting maybe they don't have the screen time to be able to include every single woman as much as they can you know it's not like it's beverly hills budget it's not like it's beverly hills screen time whatever so i mean I, that might be the reason it's shorter season, less time. The women are so interesting and so colorful that they don't have time to make everybody full-time because they would have to invest in each one of their lives. And right. we don't, we, we, the people we see the least of their lives outside the show are Adriana, Adriana and Adrienne, Adriana, right? Adriana. Yeah. Adriana. Um, and Kiki, but I hope they give her a chance next season. I hope they watch like we're watching and say, okay, Lisa, you're demoted. We don't need to know about your stupid life. Let's, let's hear more about Kiki. <laughs> I mean, here's my thing with Lisa is that like, I love her. And I think that like, we, you know, I'm fine with seeing her life, but I think that we're just, we're on an overload of her life. No, that you are. This is where me and you are going to part ways because I am not a fan. <laughs> I am not a fan. She is Ramona 2.0 to me. She's a Karen. She's like, I think that we saw the real Lisa on that gondola ride. I think that that's her. I think she can be nasty and selfish. I am not a fan. I've never been a fan because of how much she puts into looks and money and her values just are off with me. Yeah. I don't really relate to women that are so obsessed with the way they look and the, and money. So I've never been a fan of hers, but Oh my gosh, she is really, to me, she's showing who she is. And I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I'm just saying as far as a housewife is concerned, like I'm fine there. Um, But I agree with you. I mean, like she's very entitled like, I don't agree what Kiki said in the end, where she says, maybe this is karma for you. Um, no, uh, that I was a low blow. That's a low yeah. blow. And, and someone, going she's going through real pain, and it is public, and it is painful. This is the father of her children, someone she did not want to divorce as much as we all think, ooh, Lenny, she was madly in love with them and wanted to stay with them forever. So she got her heart broken nationally, you know, publicly. Yeah. And all of that, that, is, that was a low blow, of course. Yeah. No one deserves that. No one deserves yeah. that. So that in that, I'm just that that's why I'm sitting here going like, well, she's like she's right. really showing us her life. Like she's really showing it. So no, and she's a she's a full-time housewife, so that's her job. Yeah. yeah she is. So I just I I think in that regard, I think that like that's one of the reasons why I can like get down with her and be okay with that. She has that mojito, but I a hundred percent agree with you. I think this was the real Lisa that we saw in this last episode that she's just she I was like, you cannot be that vapid. To not realize that there are poor people out there that grow she up. She is that vapid. Come on. She's Ramona. She is that vapid. I don't know. She might not be quite Ramona level because Ramona, the one thing about Ramona that always sticks out to me, other than being, you know, a Karen, is that she's very rude to the help. I saw that on yes. Real Housewives. 
girl's trip. I don't know that Lisa is probably, she's probably nice to people. I don't know. I've never heard that she's excessively rude to anyone. So she could be like one of those people who's pretty pleasant to be around in general, but Oh my gosh, that girl needs to like open her eyes a little bit wider. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the the fact that, and here's my issue too, is that the fact Kiki like came at her, didn't come at her, but like tried to come from a place of like, I grew up a certain way and I'm about to open up to you. You need to have your heart open a little bit more and not come at me because I'm not attacking you at this in this moment. I'm just trying to open myself up to you and tell you. And then she finally says that later and is like, I just opened up to you, bitch. Like, why are you why why are you coming at me now? Like, I'm trying to actually be a good person, like be open and, you know, we're supposed and bond with you. And then you go and go the opposite direction. Like just this, that's where her vapidity, like it just, she loses. I think she loses a lot of the audience. Um, but I don't think she cares to be honest with you. Unfortunately, I just don't think she cares because she's in Lisa mode of like, I'm going through divorce. Fuck all of you. No, she's in survival mode. She's Erica Jane when she was going through the crap and said, like, yeah. I don't care about anyone but myself. Well, yeah. probably Erica Erica probably does care about other people. But in that yeah. moment, when you're being filmed and when you're feeling attacked and when you're in, like, your life is in complete turmoil, you don't care about anyone but yourself. You're surviving. So that is what we're seeing might not be a reflection of what Lisa really cares about. I don't know. Yeah. It, it could, it, but I don't know. It, she has shown in other instances of being like possibly a little self-involved. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Possibly. <laughs> um, well, we open up this episode by passing by the Island of the Dolls. The, the ladies go into the bathroom to, or a few of them go into the restroom. And then as they come back to the gondola, everybody basically freaks out. Julia, hundred percent. She deserves to not be there in front of the bathroom. Was- what the F, bravo. Like, somebody yeah. dropped the ball on that one. Someone did not think that through. I no. get that it's super, super interesting to have that on your show. Like, it's very, I in any other context, I would be like, bring it on. That is so creepy. I love it. But come on, you one of your cast members lost a child. Like, what? Like, how do you not think, like, maybe we should stay away from, like, dead baby dolls? Oh, yeah. my God. Or just, like, just keep going. Just be like, guys, we're not stopping here. We're going to keep going until we get... Of course. They just didn't think it through. I don't think they no. thought it through. Or if they did, they didn't care because they thought, well, that would make great TV to watch Julia's reaction to this. Like, I mean, that's horrible. If that's how they were thinking. But it just felt so icky and wrong. Like, this yeah. poor woman. Yeah, no, just that that's definitely when they're uh, I feel like they're sitting there going like this will be great TV and they just kept going and you that consequences be damned. And I'm like, at a certain but come on, that mar- that mariachi band playing was like literally t- reality TV gold. Like, are you kidding me? Like the fact that they were <laughs> let's have some quiet. Let's give Julia some quiet. And then <laughs> I was dying. I like so. I'm not gonna lie. Elements of that episode that I was just like, oh, I can't look, but I'm gonna look. (laughs) Yeah, like I was just gonna say, it's like it's like a um, it's like a car crash, right? Like you can't not look at it. And I, it was one of those things where like I, I didn't want to laugh, but I was like, man, this is funny. Like even though it's not funny, it's hilarious. And all the same time, it was was a little bit of both, right? It was like like whenever I watch. Whenever I watch an episode of anything, I'm trying to think like what makes a good meme, what's funny, like to put something on my page. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I can make jokes about this. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. It's hard. (laughs) Didn't you put something on there? Did I? I did. Maybe on your story. Um, I'm sure on my story. I know I addressed it, but like sometimes I really want to make like a big joke out of something, but I didn't make a joke out of the dolls. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think it was the mariachi band that you did. 
That was on your story. It was hilarious. Uh, Sometimes I like go for the joke anyways, because I'm like, you know what? I just want to laugh and make people laugh. Like, of course, this is going to offend some of you. Sometimes I do that. But on this one, I was like, "Uh, okay, I'm going to leave this one alone. Yeah. But you know what? You can't you can't please everybody. (laughs) Wait, I have a good um, Miami backstory for you. A quick one. Uh, When I was doing my trivia book, I was sending out um, requests to all the housewives to ask for blurbs. Uh, for my book, right? I wanted as many as I could get. And I sent Gertie a message. And actually, Gertie has always been nice to me because when I did my Bravo camp party, she sent me merch to give away. So we've already had a rapport where she's like super nice, like immediately like put in the mail, like stuff from her company. And it was amazing. I'm like, you're so nice. So then I comes to my book and I'm like ready. My publisher's like, okay, you have to reach out to everybody. So I'm I'm blanketing the town, asking everyone, hi, I wrote a house book. I'd love to, you know, get have you look at it and give me a blurb. Oh my God, you are going to just maybe never speak to me again for what I did. It's so horrible. So my illustrator, I don't know her. This is who my publisher hired. I don't know who the illustrator is or anything. They just give me, I do the copy and then they send me the book. So I have really no part in the illustrations. And I, I had a copy of the book and I wanted to send her a picture of one of her illustrations in the books so that she could see like, oh, you're in the book. So can you give me a blur or whatever? My illustrator doesn't it's not like a direct reflection exactly sometimes of who the like the the illustrations are not perfectly representative of the housewives in some cases i freaking sent her a picture of kiki and i was like hi no i'm not kidding and she was so mad and how horrible is that of me like i was so mortified after because obviously i they don't look exactly like them so i don't you can't tell which picture? So I actually really thought it was Gertie. Oh my god! And she goes, "That's not me. That's Kiki." And was like, "Never spoke to me again." <laughs> I was like, "I am so sorry." I, mean, I, would have, I would have never spoken to you. I, I, I would not oh. have ever spoken to you again. No. I would have been like, "That's not me." Unforgivable. Unforgivable. I get it. Honest mistake, though. Like a lot of these pictures yeah. don't look exactly like. So it wasn't like I was like, "Oh, you know, all black women look alike." It really. Yeah, honest, yeah honest mistake i really thought that was gertie in the picture i've had to ask my illustrator many times who the people are that she's sending me like i like white or black i really some of them i just don't i can't tell who you're illustrating and that's what happened but oh my god i felt so bad i know so i'm not i I'm now like when she's going through kids and stuff i sent her messages like gertie we're all rooting for it i'm like man i'm so sorry i love you i'm sorry I mean, Gertie, this is an official apology. I mean, I, I think I you so yeah. mortified. Never yeah. ever in my life will live that down. It was a horrible moment for me. It happens. It's terrible. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I like I mean, I think she she's a warrior. Obviously. I think I think that you are the type of person though that's like you're not doing it on purpose. You were just like, Oh my god, it was a hundred percent. I couldn't yeah. tell from the picture. I yeah. blame it on the illustrator for not making them more specific to the women because it's very general pictures of women. It's not like I said, there's probably eighty percent of the time I don't know who this picture is. Right. Okay. Um, so again, official apology to Gertie. Um, who feels nauseous and then the mariachi pen passes by them. I know it's not a, I know it's not supposed to be a funny moment, but it was a funny moment to me. Right. The ladies finally get off of this gondola ride from hell and then um, start to go. Um, then we like, let's move on to pride. Um, then going to pride. What did you think about Adriana's performance? 
I mean, come on, it was ridiculous. But good for her for getting there, for being featured at such a huge event. She obviously was up singing, very nervous, but she's, you know, 58 years old and up there in a freaking bodysuit. You know, more power to her. Admire it. It was not the performance of a century. You know, she's not J-Lo up there, like moving her, shaking her or whatever, but whatever. I wouldn't have to be able to do what she did. <laughs> so I have to give her all props because just the courage alone that it takes to even like put yourself in that place and compare yourself to freaking Beyonce as she did, as you know, and Rihanna. <laughs> I mean, this is Beyonce level. I'm like, okay, girl, back <laughs> a little bit up. Let's see this performance and then we'll all tell you. And then I watch it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you are not anywhere near. Yeah. But whatever. The courage it takes to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, she has cojones, man. I could, like, I, first of all, I can't sing. So I'm not even going to pretend that this is something that I would ever do um, or ever want to do or any of that stuff. And, you know, I used to be in performing arts and I just, like, when I was younger and I, I still, and that was with a band like that's not even by yourself you know so um for doing this i will however say this you can see it from the the they tried to pan over to the audience's reaction and there was no reaction so i mean that was sad yeah (laughs) come on yeah are getting very entertained at this point and then here comes this but i mean And it's, you know, a great opportunity for her. I'm super psyched for her. So happy that, you know, she got this opportunity and good for her. But yeah. Yeah. From this point on, she cannot compare herself to Beyonce. You You know what? When I went to go promote my book and I was on this morning show in New York City, I will never forget the two hosts said to me, like, we don't watch your show, but I have to say that the segments where we have housewives on here are 100 most popular, like 100% most popular segments so obviously she was up there because real housewives is popular and that's you know to, to be featured for their pride events be featured on television you know with whatever even though they only get five hundred thousand viewers which is crazy to me it's still a lot of people you'll get a lot of press for that and whatever so I, that's why they do it they, if they, you could be terrible they're still gonna put a housewife just like the show chicago right on broadway like they're throwing housewives in there and bravo loves in there because of the platform and because it's very popular yeah. very popular platform so whatever you do it, you have to make the most of that moment for yourself, but they don't really care. They're getting on, they're on TV, they're getting recognition, they're getting press. They're using this in a lot of press, you know, real housewives of Miami are here. I mean, I remember seeing when it happened it in the news yeah. and saying like, Oh, they went to pride. So that's why they do it. If your performance thinks that's on you. <laughs> and oh, it, did, I, it, did. Yeah, it was, it was not good, but you know what? Again, cojones, honey. Um, that that being said, that was pretty. Um, we already talked about Kiki going off on um, Lisa, etc., talking shit and stuff. I'm just gonna move on from that. Um, oh, the only thing I did want to um, ask you about that is that Julia basically goes up to Lisa and then tells her that she's talking shit. It's so messy, <laughs> so messy. But dude, I'm here for it. I'm actually like loving right. Julia's getting involved and she's getting dirty. She's getting her hands dirty. Like she's really involved. She's showing her boobies. She has got the, you know, the makeover, the mom makeover, everything like she's in it. It's hilarious. Cause at the beginning she didn't seem like this is, she fit in, but now she's fitting in more, which is not easy for somebody who really has not that much in common with these other women to like kind of fit in. It was awkward. And I think it is awkward. It was awkward because of how that isn't really part of her personality. Like if you see someone like, you know, 
Kyle doing that or whatever. You're like, of course, messy, messy. But her doing it was just so out of character and so messy. And I was like, oh my God, somebody for sure was like, you need to go do this. And she was like, okay, let me do my job. But it just came across so like not casually integrated in any sort of conversation. It was hilarious. I don't think the other women even cared. Like, good, tell her. I'm glad we wondered now, you know? Yeah, well, they, and they don't want to be like, you know, they, they've been on the show for years, right? So like, and they've known right. for years and they're like, we don't want to be the messy one. Like, let her do let her be the messy one. So she was so mean though. Like, that's what one of her closest friends. And it was so mean the way she said it. Like, everybody thinks, like, oh God, I would have been like, oh, really? Everybody? Like, you could, there are nicer ways you could have said that. She yeah. didn't. She went over there and just said it. <laughs> I mean, you would do that like if it was your enemy, you'd be like rubbing it in their face. Like everybody hates you, but that was weird. <laughs> yeah. No, do you think that that maybe was a language barrier for her? Oh, maybe. Yeah. You you can't discount that. Yeah. Possibility. Um, well that is the real housewives of Miami. Um, we talked about Chicago before we leave. We talked about Chicago really, really quick about putting housewives in there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, talk about money. Chicago had its biggest, um, turnover of money. Um, you know, sales in regards to sales, merch, et cetera, this last week with, Sorry, with Ariana, I think the coffee's hitting. Um, with Ariana, and they sold, they went in the millions, which Chicago's never done before. So, right. I mean, oh, it's the it's the scandal effect is real. I yeah. mean, we, we had an aggregate over the first week after the premiere of over 3 million viewers. That's crazy. Yeah. So, scandal is real. I'm sure that eventually it's going to die down, especially since not everyone's loving the season I am, but like not everyone. So it'll start going down. But for right now, Scannaval is in full effect. People are flocking to that theater to see Ariana in person. That's the end of it. So they're raking in the money for that. It's a limited run. Should be done in March, but yeah, good for her. You know, again, that Scannaval effect. I mean, we're talking about global people globally know what Scannaval is. So there you go. She's capitalized on it. Broadway's capitalized on it. I love to see it. I, I, I thought of going, but the tickets were just, I can't justify. <laughs> How much are tickets? I wasn't even contemplating because like, I'm not. Yeah, you can get one for like a hundred, but up to 200. It's not a meet, a meet and greet is like three or 400 or whatever to go meet her after, which is a lot, obviously. But um, even a hundred, I was just like to see Ariana in Chicago. I'll pass, but I get, I get so you're it. Going from Jersey, you're going from Jersey all the way in. Like, it's not like you live in the city. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to go to a Broadway show and pay Broadway money, I want to see, like, a real show, not Aria. <laughs> so, but I get it. Like, for the premiere, I was tempted. I think somebody offered me a ticket. It was, like, $200. And I was like, eh, you know, I'll see the, some of the cast will be there. I can go meet, maybe meet Ariana after. It was, like, just to be in the energy of Scandal, I, I, I considered it, but I can't. I can't pay yeah. that money. And then I'm glad I didn't because I saw the clips of her, and I was like, oh, my, oh my Lord. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just... I'm not going to lie to you. So I actually originally was not really an Ariana fan in the very beginning of Vanderpump just because of, like, because of the scandal and stuff like that. Like, you know, like I, here's the thing. I feel bad for her a hundred percent. The way that sure. they're down, this is terrible, et cetera. Sandoval is not a good person, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think that we're going to start seeing more and more of the real Ariana. You're going to start seeing a very petty person. <laughs> You're going to start. She's already met. She just hired a year later. She just hired Tom's assistant. Like this girl is petty Betty. She is out for blood. 
I mean, I am on the train of like, girl, like you are showing, this is not a good look to show how still, still you want to stick it to Tom. Like, come on, still living in the house. Like, come yeah. on, you just, your whole life now is revenge. And that's fine for a few months, six months. I mean, I'm not saying emotionally she should move on. I mean, I've been in long relationships that ended and it's years before you're healed. Right. But I, she's getting so many opportunities right now. Like you're on Broadway and you're hiring virtually, obviously his assistant, just so they can, just to stick it to him. Come on. There's other assistants out there so that if you, you win, right. You win, you got his assistant, but come on. Are we still trying to win against Tom? I mean, it just is like, it's not looking great for her. I get out of the house. Move on. I get Everybody's going to have to realize this is who Ariana is. I know. I know. know. And we're all, I'm not saying accept it, whatever, but like, you're about to see, and she even said this, I think, in the very beginning, uh, like pre, um, pre-premiere, she said, right. you're, like, you're not going to turn on me. Yeah. No, there's a lot, a lot of people out there who don't like her. And a lot of people don't like someone who succeeds off of this, regardless of who she is. I personally, it's death to me. It's really bad to me when someone's boring and I've never found her interesting. <laughs> so it is tough for me to get on her train. I'm not on the Ariana train at all, but I sympathize with her. I think, she, again, like the Garcelle thing, I think she's probably a very good person. I don't think there's anything wrong with her. I think she's probably one of those people. I actually hear a lot from her brother and his wife, I think, wife or girlfriend. Um, they they DM me in defense of her a lot. And they say, um, they like to tell me the story about how Raquel, Rachel, um, went to their house, um, with their family and Ariana's mom, um, for Thanksgiving during while she was sleeping with Tom and telling us about every detail about telling me every detail about that dinner and how much she shared with them and how they all just embraced her and then afterwards to find out she'd been sleeping with Tom during that time like they will never forgive it and they really are in defense of Ariana for how hurt she was over that I get it I'm like oh my god I can't even imagine how she must feel after seven months of this like lie being told to you over and over on camera two of your closest whatever I mean it's behind the scenes too you know like right oh god like her going and supporting her um her last hurrah as like Miss California or whatever, like competing for that. Like I get it. But at the nope. same Oh awful, but she's just so such a boring person to me. When I see her in interviews, I'm like, I just could imagine if someone more dynamic had this opportunity, how I would just be the biggest fan for life. But every time she speaks, I'm just like, oh God. And then when she hired this assistant, I was like, come on, girl, like just rise above. Rise above. You don't hire the assistant. Come on. Rise above. It's yeah. been a year. Again, <laughs> it's just it's, it's, just who, it's Ariana. who she is. It's who she is. Um, yeah. that, well, thank you so much. This is who the just okay. We went on as usual. So so grateful to always have you on. Um, we've already talked about this before, but can't wait to have you back. Um, okay, on, thank you so much. It was so, so fun so talking. Wonderful to see you, um, guys. Uh, please give her a follow. Your moms are watching. Um, promo, promo, promo. <laughs> I hate promoting. If you've watched it to the end this far, um, keep keep watching. You will see my um, all my socials and. Um, Great, follow, blah, 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 that subscribe, all that crap. Um, thank you so much again, you guys, for bitching with us, and we will see you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.